0: The title of this message this morning, as we look at Luke chapter 4, verse 31 to 37, is Fear No Evil. Fear No Evil. It says this, Luke 4, 31 to 37. Then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and taught there in the synagogue every Sabbath day. There, too, the people were amazed at his teaching, for he spoke with authority. Once he was in the synagogue, and a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit, cried out, shouting, Go away! Why are you interfering with us, Jesus, son of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know you are the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him. Be quiet! Come out of that man, he ordered. At that, the demon threw the man to the floor as the crowd watched. Then it came out of him without hurting him further. Amazed, the people exclaimed, What authority and and power this man's words possess. Even spirits will obey him and they flee at his command. The news about Jesus spread throughout every village in the entire region. Over the last few weeks, uh, Georgina and I, we've been going through uh, some series together on the TV and some films. We've been watching The Lord of the Rings. I don't know if any of you have seen that before. Use a picture of it. Uh, But we've been watching, there's been an Amazon series recently released. So we watched that and we've been watching the films. They are long films, by the way. It's been, it's actually taken us, I think, a couple of months when we thought back on this, but we've been watching a bit by bit these films. There's uh, six films. They're all about three hours long, so we've been making our way through it during the evenings. But but we've just recently, yesterday, we finished watching the last film. But, you know, as we were watching The Lord of the Rings, I've watched it numerous times, so is Georgina. And I remember I was talking to her this week and just sharing with her about the first time I seen The Lord of the Rings films. It came out, the first Lord of the Rings came out in 2001. And I was eight years old, and I watched it with my father in the house. It was on a video now that's a sign of my age, isn't it? It was on a video. And, uh, and my dad added it. I think he'd added it as a gift for his birthday. And I remember watching it in the living room with you. I think my mother must have been out because it's probably very rare that I wasn't with my mother. But uh, but uh, we were watching it in the living room, watching the TV, watching this film. And, and it was good. I enjoyed it. But I remember in this film, there was one bad guy. The, the evil characters in this film are called orcs. Now, I haven't got a picture of this character because I thought it might scare you this morning. So I've left that off the screen. But there was this one main bad guy, this orc in this film. And uh, and I remember seeing him at the age of eight years old. And I was terrified, absolutely terrified at this character. I was scared. And I wasn't just scared in that moment. I had nightmares about this character. I thought this orc was going to come to get me in the night. I was afraid any time the light would get come off. I was scared of this orc. I was petrified for weeks and weeks on end. And it didn't matter how much my parents told me, it's just a guy in a costume. It didn't matter. I was scared, I was terrified. I thought this evil character was coming to get me. Obviously now, these days, I'm not as scared. I can watch it, it's fine. I don't have nightmares anymore. I don't need to run into mom and dad anymore, it's fine. It's okay, I can still watch this film. But I knew growing up then, obviously I knew this was fake, it was false, that this type of character, these people aren't evil. But you know, even as I was thinking about that, even though there is an evil character and none of that is sort of real, you know, many of us know here this morning, evil is a real thing. Yes, it might not look like a scary monster, but you know, evil is a very real thing within our lives and within this world. Our world is no stranger to evil, is it? In our world, there is darkness. In our world, there is pain. In our world, there is an influence of evil. And I'm not just talking about that. There can be an evil even in our very homes, even in our very streets. Many of us come face to face sometimes with evil. We can witness in our lives oppression. We can witness when we see injustice of wars in other countries and genocides and things like that. That is evil at its worst. We see sickness. That is a form of evil within our lives. Those ever-present shadows that can come and encroach on our lives. They seek to overwhelm us and cause fear to rise within our hearts. But you know, I've got some good news this morning. That if we are followers of God this morning, if we are followers of Jesus, then there is no evil that we have to be afraid of. We don't have to be afraid of evil. Why? Because our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God reigns over all and has conquered evil. Our God has defeated evil. He is stronger than any evil that you and I might face. And we see that here as we come to this passage in Luke chapter 4. We see Jesus' unmatched authority. That no evil can come against our God. As we've seen last time, as I said, Jesus was in his hometown of Nazareth. He'd been sharing and preaching in the synagogues. They're telling people about the kingdom of God. But now it was time for him to move on in his mission, to tell more people about who he was so that people would receive him. And he ends up going to this other town, this town called Capernaum. And this is actually the place where we'll see a few of the disciples coming from. Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they came from this place. We'll see that in the next chapter, but we see that Jesus arrives in this town of Capernaum. And when he's in this town, he goes to the synagogue day after day. And he's preaching in the synagogue, just like I'm preaching to you today. He's sharing about the kingdom of God to the people. There he begins teaching and, and the crowds there, they're amazed. They're amazed because they're amazed at the authority, his words, character, uh, carry. They've never heard anything like this. The, the audience is captivating. By his words. I don't know if people are captivated to you this morning. I can see a few people have even nodded off. Brilliant. I pray you enjoy your sleep this morning. But, but you know, with Jesus, when Jesus is in the room, everyone is captivated. That is the main thing. And people were blown away. Their minds were blown by Jesus' words. And says there Luke 4, 32, the people were amazed at his teaching, but he spoke with authority. You know, I'm so glad that our God's words, Jesus' words aren't just clever words. And they're not empty words. They aren't words that just tickle the mind. But these words have power. Jesus' words have power to change, have power to transform. The worst of situations have the power to bring salvation and life to all who would hear and listen. God's word is power. God's word is truth. God's word changes lives. And I'm so glad of that. And Jesus preaches his words uh, and preaches and they, it has this authority. And I love what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35 about Jesus's words. It says this, heaven and earth will disappear, but my word will never disappear. I'm so glad of that through generation after generation, God's word will stand. God's word is truth. God's word will bring direction and God's word will stand. My words, you'll forget, but God's word, it will never fail. It will never, ever fail. But you know, I'm so glad that it's not just Jesus' words that has authority, but Jesus himself has authority. He has authority over all, including evil. Jesus has authority. He has authority over it all because we see that while Jesus was just preaching in this synagogue, all of a sudden this man comes in, the Bible says, and this man is possessed by a demon. Our God is real, but we also have an enemy who is real. The devil Satan, he is real, and he has workers as well, which are demons, and they are very real as well. And this man, we don't know how, but this man was possessed by a demon and he comes in into the middle of a church service. Imagine that. We are here right now and all of a sudden a guy filled with a demon comes in in the middle of the service and And we see this demon had come and filled this man. And demons, you know, as I said, they are ruled by Satan. They come to harass people. They come to tend people into sin. And ultimately demons, the work of demons is to destroy Christians and followers of Jesus. Because that is Satan's ultimate strategy. Jesus said this about Satan, about our enemy in John 10.10. He said, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says his purpose is to come and give a rich and satisfying life. Now, we don't know about this demonized man. We don't know how he knew Jesus was there. We don't know his reason of turning up in this service. But what we do know is that Jesus is in the synagogue and this man possessed by a demon comes in. And as he comes in, this man comes in. This demon begins speaking through this man and shouting out at Jesus He begins shouting at Jesus and he says this in verse 34, the demon, as it says to Jesus, go away. Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Can you imagine how terrifying that must have been? Can you imagine how scary that must have been? This evil speaking in the middle of a church service. I'm sure if I was there, I'd be scared. If that happened right now, I'd be terrified. I'm sure I would. I'm sure you would as well. But then we see something incredible taking place. Our Savior isn't terrified. Our Savior isn't scared of any evil. It says this in verse 34, uh, in verse 34, and 35, uh, it says there, it says, but Jesus reprimanded him. Be quiet, come out of this man, he ordered. And at that, the demon threw the man to the floor as the crowd watched and it came out of him without hurting him any further. We see here that this man, this demon, It responded to Jesus. It was scared of Jesus. Jesus wasn't scared of it, but it was scared of Jesus. And in verse 41, a bit further down, we see that Jesus has another encounter with another man. And it says this in verse 41, many were possessed by demons and the demons came out at his command shouting, you are the son of God. But because they knew he was the Messiah, he rebuked them and refused them to speak. We see here, Jesus has authority over the demons. But you know, it says something incredible there. The demons knew who Jesus was. They knew he wasn't just a prophet. They knew he wasn't just a preacher or just a miracle worker. They knew exactly who he was. He is the son of God. As it says there, verse 34, the demon says, I know who you are, the holy one of God. As it said there in verse 41, you are the son of God. I want to say this morning, you might not believe that Jesus is the son of God, but even Satan believes he's the son of God. Even the enemy and the demons believe he is the son of God. But you know, the demons and Satan, I love what it says in his word, they tremble at our Savior. Our Savior isn't afraid of them, but they are afraid of our Savior. I love what it says in James 2 verse 19. It says, you say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. Isn't that amazing that evil is afraid of our God? Evil is scared of our God. And we see here, Jesus proves his authority because he casts this demon out of this man. No evil can stand against our God. As it says there, this verse 35 to 36, be quiet, come out of this man, he ordered. And at that, The demon threw the man to the floor as the crowd watched. And then it came out of him without hurting him any further. Amazed, the people exclaimed, What authority and power this man's words possess. Even evil spirits obey him. And they flee at his command. Evil is afraid of our Savior. And you might have come here today and you might be afraid of things that are going on in your life. Maybe you're afraid of the enemy. Maybe you're afraid of demons. Maybe you're afraid of things that are happening in our world, wickedness that is happening in our world. The first step in order to conquer evil within our lives and the first step in fearing no evil in our lives is to recognize that Jesus has authority over it all. That Jesus is greater. That Jesus is above it all. That Jesus is stronger. And I do want to say here this morning, don't get obsessed with looking at evil. Don't chase after evil. Stop looking after evil. I believe that's a word for somebody here today. Stop looking for evil. Instead, look at, the, look at the Savior. Stop focusing on Jesus. Don't get caught up in the occult or the things of Satan or the dark thing. Instead, fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't get obsessed with that, but be filled with God. And I've got even better news for you. Not only does our Savior have authority over evil, But I love what it says in Luke verse 10, Luke chapter 10, verse 19 to 20. Jesus said these words to his disciples. He said, look, I have given you authority over all power of the enemy. And you can walk walk among snakes and scorpions and and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't just rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. And I'm so glad of that this morning. I'm so glad that we don't have to rejoice just because we have God's power in us through our lives. We rejoice because we are saved this morning. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, through what Jesus has done in our lives, we have the power to overcome darkness and any evil that will come against us. The first step in overcoming fear within our lives is to recognize Jesus is authority in our lives. But we must recognize there is evil in our world there is evil in our world evil is very present we can't be uh, uh, we can't switch off to that it says in in 1 peter 5 verse 8 it says be stay alert watch out for your great enemy the devil he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour evil is real evil will come after us it does especially if you're a follower of jesus You can expect the enemy not to allow you to have a comfortable life, an easy life. He comes after us to bring destruction to our lives. He tries to bring about destruction and harm to our lives. But Jesus is greater this morning. But not only is Jesus greater, Jesus has defeated all evil as well. We need to remember that. You might say, how has Jesus defeated evil? Once again, I'll point to it. It's right there. He defeated all evil on the cross. He defeated it all. It says in Colossians 2 verse 15, In this way, Jesus, disarmed the, the spiritual rulers and authority, he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Our Savior is stronger and our Savior is victorious this morning. Victorious over it all. And yes, we shouldn't underestimate the power of evil in this world. But let's hold fast to the truth. Jesus has won the victory and he reigns over it all. And I love what it says in Romans 8, verse 37 to 39. It says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is not just Jesus. It's ours as well through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, nor even the powers of hell can separate us. From God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us. From the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. We've won the victory this morning. Through Christ. Because of Christ. It is because of Jesus. And you know, you might say this morning. There is evil in my life. There is evil in this world. There is evil coming against me. How can I practically overcome it well as i said recognize jesus as one the victory recognize jesus has the authority but there are a few other things i just want to share with you as we come to an end this morning so that we can confront evil with boldness and courage god doesn't want us to be afraid this morning we to be courageous be strong be bold the bible says and so how can we do that well the first way that we is to confront evil in our lives as it says there is clothe ourselves in god's armor we need protection we need help and i don't have that help you don't have that help in yourself but i'm so glad the bible says god's given us a spiritual armor that we can apply to our lives to protect us against every uh, weapon of the enemy to stop evil coming against us in our lives we've got the belt of truth the blessed spirit the righteousness the shield and the sword and of the spirit we've got all these the shoes which are, with the preparation of peace. We've got all these things to protect us against the enemy. And you might say, how can I put that on? Is it a physical armor I can put on every day? No, I'm sure people in Aberdeen would think you were weird if you're walking around with a piece of armor on, physical armor on. But we can apply it spiritually to our lives. Clothe ourselves in God's armor every day. How? Through prayer and through faith. Say, Lord, today I'm putting on the helmet of salvation. In other words, Lord, protect my mind today. Protect me from the thoughts, evil thoughts of the enemy. Lord, may I remember that you, I am saved, that I am forgiven, that I am chosen. I'm pouring that on today. That breastplate of righteousness. Lord, protect my heart. Guard my heart from anything that might come to tempt me and lead me astray. Shield, protect my heart. That shield of faith, Lord. May I absorb any doubts that come my way, but may I be strong today. And may I be bold today and believe that nothing is impossible for you. When we apply the armor through faith, we are protected against the evil one and what he eat so against us. And you might say this morning, Luke, I haven't got time to read the Bible every day. I haven't got time to pray every day. I want to encourage you. We do all have time. I do believe that. But I want to say, if you don't have time to read your Bible first thing in the morning, please make sure to make a priority before you even get out of bed. Put on the armor of God in prayer. Spend a few moments. Say, Lord, before I even step out of bed this morning, I know something's coming against me, but I want to be ready. I want to be protected. So I encourage you to do that. The way we can be protected is clothe ourselves in God's armor. Secondly, cultivate a strong relationship with God. There is no way we can overcome the evil one unless we are close with our Savior. We need our Savior. We need our God. We need Him within our lives. And we've got to cultivate that strong relationship with God. How? Again, through prayer, through reading the word of God. And if you need help with any of these things, we're here to help you. There's help on our website, on our YouTube channel. We'd love to help you equip yourselves. Read God's word every day. Study God's word every single day. Don't stop coming to church. I want to say that we need one another. We need to be in the family, in the house of God for protection, but also to encourage and get help in our time of need. We need one another. That's how we cultivate a strong relationship with God, through prayer, through spending time with him every day, through being in his presence every day. And then we are more equipped to overcome evil. Number three, very quickly, recognize and resist temptation. The Bible says resist the enemy and he will flee to you. Don't give in to temptation. Temptation can be enticing. It can be powerful. And I heard a great message on this this week. If you want to check this out, it's from a pastor from Times Square Church, Pastor Tim Delina. He spoke an incredible message about resisting temptation within our lives. But don't be led astray when you know that the enemy is trying to entice you and lead you astray. Think about the harm and the destruction that will bring in your life and to the life of those around you. Recognize God's got better for you. Don't give in to that temptation, but also know God will provide a way of escape and he's given you his word and his spirit to overcome as well. Don't give the enemy a foothold within your life. Number four, engage in spiritual warfare through prayer. I want to encourage every person and I'll do this every single week. I'm not ashamed. I'd love to see every single one of you in our prayer meetings. Not for the sake of it, but it's because we need God's help. We need protection. We need his guidance. People out there need God's help. People are going to a lost eternity and we need to pray for them. There is a battle that is taking place. And whether you like it or not, if you are a follower of Jesus, you've been enlisted in that battle. And you can either be passive and sitting on the side and losing that battle, or you can engage in that battle. And the way we engage in that battle is through prayer. It's not by depending on our power, but it's depending on God's power. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's how we overcome. It is through prayer, seeking his help, strength in every situation. And finally, we're a Pentecostal church. I'm not ashamed to say this. If you want to overcome in evil in your life this morning, if you want to overcome evil, then we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. He helps us. He empowers us. He guides us. He leads us. He gives us the strength we need to resist. He is our helper. As it says in Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk with wine. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then we can overcome evil within our lives. I know there's a lot of points there, so if you want to listen back to this message this week at some point or any time, you can. It's on our website, as I said. There are notes on our website. You can download the notes for this message as well this morning. But just want to encourage you: we don't have to be afraid this morning as we come to an end. Jesus reigns over all. The demons tremble at our Savior. Satan trembles at our Savior. Why? Because Jesus is victorious. Jesus is supreme. He has all power. He has all authority. But not only does he have that, he has given you that. He has given me that as well. This morning, we don't have to fear any evil, anything that comes our way, because our God is greater, our God is stronger, our God is higher than any other, as the song says. He is greater this morning. And I just want to end by reading these two Bible verses. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you this morning, if you don't follow Jesus. But I want to read these just to encourage you. Says in Psalm 23, the psalmist says, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. You're not on your own. Jesus yeah. is with you. You are close beside me. And I love what it says there your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Isn't that amazing? We can enjoy. God's presence, we can dine, we can have laughter, we can have freedom, we can know victory even when enemies are around us. We can know the peace of our God. You honor me by anointing my head with oil, my cup overflows with blessing. And the last one, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love and self-discipline. Gateway Church this morning, take heart. Our God is greater than any other. He has the victory and victory is yours as well. Victory is mine as well. We're on victory side today. Let's fear no evil, but let's march on in victory.